0: Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is day 437 of our three-year journey through God's Word back in 2 Samuel 17. So, you know, our intern Mike Tolercio was going through the Gospel of Mark, and I was going through First and Second Samuel, and then when Mark ended, we're kind of mixing it up now so that we're going sort of back and forth I'll do two days and he'll do one and then I'll do two and then he'll do one. And part of that was because I I didn't want him to not do any Old Testament narrative in his, you know, thinking through uh, these things. And I also (laughs) didn't want to stick myself only in the Old Testament because I want some New Testament too. Uh, So it was nice to do Acts chapter 2 yesterday uh, and Acts chapter 1 a few days before that. It was nice to get back into the new Testament after a little ways, little time away. Um, it's challenging, you know, the old, the old Testament, we needed Jesus, you know, that's one thing you get through the new, the old Testament, you read it through all all the way and you're like, boy, we really needed Jesus. Like there was no other King. There was no other savior. There's no other hero. You know, the Bible is a story with one hero and that's Jesus of Nazareth, uh, who is the only savior and Lord and everybody else falls short in so many ways. Uh, so we're back in David's life in 2 Samuel 17. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth of it. Thank you, Father, for just what you have done for your people throughout history. Be our teacher and our guide today. As we spend the next several minutes in 2 Samuel 17, may we may we be faithful to your word in what we learned from you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. right, Second Samuel 17. Hushai saves David. Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Let me choose 12,000 men, and I will arise and pursue David tonight. I will come upon him while he is weary and discouraged and throw him into a panic, and all the people who are with him will flee. I will strike down only the king, And I will bring all the people back to you as a bride comes home to her husband. You seek the life of only one man, and all the people will be at peace. And the advice seemed right in the eyes of Absalom and all the elders of Israel. Then Absalom said, Call Hushai the Archite also, and let us hear what he has to say. And when Hushai came to Absalom, Absalom said to him, Thus has Ahithophel spoken. Shall we do as he says? If not, you speak. Then Hushai said to Absalom, This time the counsel that Ahithophel has given is not good. Hushai said, You know that your father and his men are mighty men, and that they are enraged like a bear robbed of her cubs in the field. Besides, your father is expert in war. He will not spend the night with the people. Behold, even now he has hidden himself in one of the pits or in some other place. And as soon as some of the people fall at the first attack, whoever hears it will say, There has been a slaughter among the people who follow Absalom. Then even the valiant man, whose heart is like the heart of a lion, will utterly melt with fear. For all Israel knows that your father is a mighty man and that those who are with him are valiant men. But my counsel is that all Israel be gathered to you from Dan to Beersheba as the sand by the sea for multitude and that you go to battle in person. So we shall come upon him in some place where he is to be found and we shall light upon him as the dew falls on the ground and of him and all the men with him, not one will be left. If he withdraws into a city, Then all Israel will bring ropes to that city, and we shall drag it into the valley until not even a pebble is to be found there. And Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The counsel of Hushai the Archite is better than the counsel of Ahithophel, for the Lord had ordained to defeat the good counsel of Ahithophel so that the Lord might bring harm upon Absalom. Then Hushai said to Zadok and Abiathar the priest, Thus and so did Ahithophel counsel Absalom and the elders of Israel, and thus and so have I counseled. Now therefore send quickly and tell David, Do not stay tonight at the fords in the wilderness, but by all means pass over, lest the king and all the people who are with him be swallowed up. Now Jonathan and Ahimeaz were waiting at Enrogel, A female servant was to go and tell them, and they were to go and tell King David, for when they were not to be seen, for they were not to be seen entering the city. But a young man saw them and told Absalom. So both of them went away quickly and came to the house of a man at Bahurim, who had a well in his courtyard, and they went down into it. And the woman took and spread a covering over the well mouth and scattered grain on it, and nothing was known of it. When Absalom's servants came to the woman of the house, they said, Where are Ahimeaz and Jonathan? And the woman said to them, They have gone over the brook of water. And when they had sought and could not find them, they returned to Jerusalem. After they had gone, the men came up out of the well and went and told King David. They said to David, Arise and go quickly over the water, for thus and so has Ahithophel counseled against you. Then David arose and all the people who were with him and they crossed the Jordan. By daybreak, not one, who was left, who had not not one was left who had not followed crossed the Jordan. When Ahithophel saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his donkey and went off home to his own city. He set his house in order, and hanged himself, and he died, and was buried in the tomb of his father. Then David came to Mahanaim and Absalom crossed the Jordan with all the men of Israel. Now Absalom had had set Amasa over the army instead of Joab. Amasa was the son of a man named Ithra, the Ishmaelite, who had married Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, the sister of Zeruiah, Joab's mother. And Israel and Absalom encamped in the land of Gilead. When David came to Mahanaim, Shobi the son of Nahash from Rava of the Ammonites and maker, the son of Amiel from Lodibar and Barzillai, the Gileadite from Rogalim brought beds, basins and earthen vessels, wheat, barley, flour, parched grain, beans and lentils, honey and curds and sheep and cheese from the herd. And David and the people with him, uh, for David and the people with him to eat, for they said, the people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. Well, that is 2 Samuel 17. I got tripped up a few places. My eyeballs is not quite as sharp as they used to be. So anyway, it's an interesting chapter, right? This, this, this part of uh, David's life you sort of plays out almost like a spy movie or a thriller or an adventure movie. You've got spies who are passing along messages. They're hiding, even that part where they hide in the well, and they're covered up by a woman who spreads some grain, and then they sneak out. You know that sort of sort of echoes back to Rahab hiding the spies at Jericho, uh, but it also reads like something out of a out of a spy novel or out of a you know a Bond movie or something like that, where you're gonna uh, trying to get the message through and you're seen and you got to hide last minute. So there's a lot of suspense happening here. But what is, what is happening here in David's life? Well, you've got Ahithophel, who is this figure who is revered at the same level as God, really. I mean, in, uh, Mike pointed that out uh, a couple days ago in chapter 16, that you know the counsel of Ahithophel was regarded as if one had sought uh, the counsel of God. It's the last verse in chapter 16, right before this. In those days, the counsel that Ahithophel gave was as if one... Had consulted the word of God. So was all the counsel of Ahithophel esteemed, both by David and by Absalom. He was a good counselor, but I do think that David's relying now more on really good human counselors rather than on seeking the Lord. Um, And the Lord is still in control. And the Lord shows that in that he causes the counsel of Ahithophel not to be received. And Ahithophel actually goes out and and takes his own life. Uh, Mike did a good job of drawing some parallels to Christ uh, in chapter 16. We see some of those things continuing here in chapter 17. He made reference to Ahithophel being almost like a Judas, that he betrays his Lord. Well, that parallel to Judas continues here in chapter 17 in that when his plans are frustrated, he doesn't, he doesn't, He's not satisfied with the outcome of the situation. He goes and he hangs himself. And that's exactly what happened to Judas. Judas went. He tried to return the money to the people because he was heartbroken at the outcome of what had happened. And he goes and he kills himself. So there's some parallels there. There's another parallel, I think, here in that God sovereignly intervenes and rescues David from being captured and killed by the people. And the Lord Jesus, a couple of times in his earthly ministry, once he was at Nazareth in Luke chapter 4, and he announces the beginning of his earthly ministry, and he reads from the scroll of Isaiah, and he says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, etc. And he says, this scripture is now fulfilled in your hearing. And the people get so agitated with him for making these claims about himself that they're going to push him off the edge of the cliff. They're going to just throw him down and destroy him. But he passes right through the midst of them and is unharmed. At other times they went to go make him king. They were going to lay hands on him and make him king, which would have been a disastrous uh, turn of events for his earthly ministry. But he's able to pass right through them. Now, David doesn't miraculously pass right through the army of Israel. But in a sense, David is in a very vulnerable position. Uh, David has, has been pressed all night and he is, he's tired. Um, You see this back in chapter 16. We can pick it up at verse 14. And the king and all the people who were with him arrived weary at the Jordan and there he refreshed himself. So David and his men are weary. They're at the Jordan River, which is a fairly open area where the river crossing would be, that would be a fairly known area. You wouldn't just cross the Jordan anywhere. There would have been set places where you do that crossing. So Ahithophel's advice was really good advice. Like if he had taken twelve thousand people and he'd gone after these, you know, few hundred mighty men, and and David, he probably could have prevailed. But God intervenes, and so David escapes with divine intervention. He escapes from the plot of those who are trying to destroy him. But what we also see here is just the reality that God can give a good law, he can give a good system of government. But in the end, the government of of, of God's people being put in the hands of mere men, it's just not gonna go well. Right? It's it's nobody but Jesus can really be king over God's people. And lead us into righteousness and execute justice with that perfection. So while we see we see parallels here between David and Christ in Ahithophel being a Judas figure, in David being rescued out of the hands of his enemies supernaturally, just like Jesus was, we also see that David is no Jesus. Um He is not He is not God in the flesh, He is not perfect in wisdom, he is not mighty in power. He's highly esteemed and he's a type of Christ, but he's not Christ. And ultimately Christ is the king we need. Well, let's pray. Tomorrow we're going to take a look at chapter 18 and the end of this Absalom Rebellion episode in David's life. Father, thank you for our great king, the perfect king, the only perfect king, the only one who's been enthroned for 2,000 years, who reigns over your people with perfect wisdom and power and love. With justice and truth and righteousness, we love Jesus because he is the king we need. Help us to see that. Help us not to run after other kings, other leaders, other politicians, other movement leaders, other charismatic men who might make all sorts of grandiose promises. Help us to be satisfied and to delight our souls in Jesus. We thank you for him. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, chapter 18's on tap for tomorrow. Mike will be back for that. I hope you have a blessed day in the Lord.